Welcome everybody back to another episode of Undisrupted. And uh, we've all had it happen to us at some point in our life. You know, you go out, you shop for that car, you buy that car, and immediately you're driving off the lot and you're thinking, man, I think I've paid a little bit too much for it or, <laughs> or the wheels fall off or something. And as tech leaders, I feel like this happens sometimes, not very often. We try to do a good job of researching and taking our time to do things. But sometimes it's like, hey, uh, I remember this happened to me in 2011. It's like, hey, you've got $20,000. You got to spend it before August 1st or blah, blah, blah. And so we bought a whole bunch of like, I want to say digital cameras. Um, mm. and, and it was right before we were buying iPads, which of course then made the digital cameras pretty much useless. Um, we didn't know but, that at that moment. A bunch of flip cameras. A bunch of flip cameras. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plug them in. You got a floppy disk. You put a floppy disk in them and then you put the floppy disk in the computer. So my question for you, Adam, and, and then we'll invite on our guest here in just a second. Um, any technology regrets, any buyer's remorse that you can remember in your career? <laughs> As you were saying that, I was sitting here thinking, trying to figure it out. Then it hit me my first year in the big chair of directors. I did not do my budget prior to coming in. So I, did, I adopted my predecessor's budget and I had some money left over. I should say left over, but before uh, they were going to stop approving things. So I was like, oh, I need some more carts. Well, I ran across these laptop carts. And they were really cheap <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> yeah, they were like 200 bucks or so. <laughs> I was wow. like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I know, right? So I got them <laughs> from the Walmart parking lot. Yeah. These things were so horrible. They had no way to really put in any charging bricks. And uh, I, we're going to, you know what? I'm going to make sure we're going to put a picture in this. So we're going to have a cutaway for those of you watching this on YouTube. But we had to put zip ties in order to hold the thing together in the back because they were so bad. The edges weren't filed down. They were like sharp edges on oh, these no. carts. And it was basically just a metal death trap with uh, a surge protector in there. That was pretty much the, ch the case. So lesson learned. <laughs> a death trap on wheels. I love it. <laughs> um do your research. <laughs> yes. And with that, uh, we would like to invite on camera now Dr. Emily Bell, Chief Information Officer of Fulton County Schools, right there in your neck of the woods, Adam, in Georgia. Emily, how about you? Have you ever, I mean, first of all, welcome to Undisrupted. And then secondly, have you ever, done, Have you? can you think of a buyer's remorse or regret uh, in your career? Hey, guys. Well, thank you for having me today. Yeah. I mean, if you've, you've been in this business, you've made some really dumb flash in the pan uh, purchases because technology is faddish, right? And so you can kind of kind of keep up with the Joneses and your buns and stuff that you wind up not really using. I want to kind of go bigger than that though. Back in, um, in my 26 years of working in education, 20 plus in technology education leadership, um, I've worked for every size school district. Right now with Fulston, I'm at the metro level. So we have about 96,000 students. So that's wow. that's large. We're the fourth, uh, I think we're still the fourth largest district in Georgia. Um, but in my previous experience, I've worked for smaller districts. Well, so in those smaller districts, I always look to these bigger districts and what they were doing to sort of inform my purchasing decisions. So one of the things that was going on, and this was about uh, a good... 10 years ago, 12 years ago, um, is uh, Georgia Virtual School was happening. <laughs> wow. Imagine, imagine that. They're ahead of their time. <laughs> right. Georgia Virtual School was happening. And uh, so, uh, Gwinnett County Schools, uh, both of these institutions were using Blackboard, a traditional learning management system, as their LMS. 
and, and and this just seemed like the right thing to do. Georgia Virtual School was doing it, Gwinnett County Schools was doing it, and even though um, this was a much smaller district, definitely didn't have the funding that these other two places did. I followed that lead and, and got the funding and moved forward. I, I really feel like it was a mistake looking back. Um, maybe wasn't a mistake for Gwinnett, maybe wasn't a mistake for Georgia Virtual School, but for us, it was a mistake. Going back 10 years ago, they just weren't ready. Yep. Mm -hmm. The teachers just weren't ready for that. So I did have top down support. I had district level leadership saying to teachers, you know, you know, there were requirements. You must have such and thus and this posted on your courses. You must have courses online. You must, you know, have at least one online assessment. Th those kinds of things were in place. But, you know, it just was not happening with fidelity. It was a struggle. And I really uh, walked away thinking that was a mistake. It was really expensive for that district. And we didn't have enough value add mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Um, fast, so looking at the landscape, I thought, you know, the Google Classroom was coming, right? Yep, right. And, that's pretty much what they need. I should have just done that. <laughs> so fast forward to where I am in Fulton. Um, and now with a year of, of this pandemic and our experience, um, we are a Microsoft Teams. We have standardized on that platform. I basically refer to it as our lightweight LMS. Mm -hmm. We have purchased a traditional LMS just now and are gonna roll that out in a very small subset of our district. But I still sit in this quandary <laughs> of, you know, traditional LMSs have a lot of bells and whistles that higher ed leverages. Yes, yes, they do. That I'm just still not sure in K-12 we're going to leverage with fidelity. Uh, yet and still, teens is not the end all be all. We'd like to see more expansion in that. One of the things that uh, our district leaders really want is the ability to, okay, if you've got a teens class and we set it up with all the assignments, can I just copy that to another teacher? Mm -hmm. You know, having that LMS ability to create a course shell and then push that out, I think that's the only thing we're missing right yep. now to get to a point where that's what we need in the traditional LMS is, is, um, is a, a little more money and a little more stuff than we actually need. A little more overweight. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, too much. So the jury's there. out. Yeah. yeah, I think Carl is a big uh, fan of, of uh, the LMS. I think we've had some calls, some, no. some different conversations about the LMS. And there were, there, you know, there were some really great K-12 LMS options that were kind of out there and they just didn't really take off uh, you know i i totally understand uh, where you are on this like the timing is everything uh, on on these things that we purchase and, and what we do and speaking of that i think it's time for folks to get back together in person oh boy. and uh, you wear a lot of hats you wear a lot of hats emily in the state and you are el presidente of el. gayness <laughs> um, yeah. You know, tell us a little bit about Gamers, and um, I know this year we are 
going back in person, right, for, for the state conference. So tell us a little bit about it and, like, what, what are some things that are on your mind with having a face-to-face conference? Uh, one of the first ones, uh, yeah. what, what, what are you thinking about going into that for the state of Georgia? Yeah, so I am super excited. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about GAMIS. GAMIS stands for the Georgia Association Managers of Education Information Systems. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> wow. You got I, it right. Were you reading that or did you know that off the top of your head? That was impressive. I know it. I know it. That's bro. why she's the president, folks. Yes, she's the only yes. one that can actually memorize it. No, no. That's um, good. You know, I didn't start this organization, but I fell in love with it uh, a good maybe seven years ago. Might have been my first Gamus conference that I went to. Traditionally held in Savannah, still will be held in Savannah. Uh, traditionally pretty small, will stay relatively small. Uh, it's in July this year. Our dates are July. Oh goodness, I should know this off the top of my head. Sixth uh, July sixth is our golf tournament. But actually, the, the conference activities start 7, 8, and 9. So July 7, 8, and 9. Let so me make sure I'm there for the 6 for that golf tournament. Yeah. <laughs> golf <laughs> tournament. I was just, just putting a note in my, my, my calendar, <laughs> it, too. It is a lot of fun. Um, so because it's in July, we, we promote that our folks, our participants, bring their families. We embed activities into GAMIS that are family oriented, like our ice cream social and our event, our event, which usually happens on Thursday nights where we have a band and, and we have uh, low country bowl or whatever food we're gonna have this year, but we're all there together, vendors and their families, mm -hmm. and then district leaders and their family. And I emphasize the fact that this is a conference of district technology leaders. We are the leaders in technology. We are decision makers. We are buyers. We have we are empowered and authorized buyers. We are strategizers. We're vision casters. Those are the participants of GAMIS. So we might hold jobs like you know CIO, directors of technologies, uh, assistant superintendent of technology. Uh, it might be instructional technology specialists or, or directors, but we are the leaders in, in this space. Our sessions, the sessions through the day, our, vendor, our vendors sponsor the conference and so they get to have a session, but we encourage them to pair with a district. So come and talk to us about what you are doing in another district with your service or equipment. Mm -hmm. Really valuable for me to sit in a session and I still, I, I continue to steal from Gwinnett. So if I, <laughs> if I, if I see that a vendor is doing a session with Gwinnett, I'm probably going to go. So that's a value add for me. Uh, Wednesday, we also have our opening keynote. And our keynote this year will be Dr. Keith Osborne, oh, who is oh, now okay. the, I don't want to get his title wrong, but he's <laughs> the biggest wig of technology in uh, the Georgia Department of Education. We, we got to get him on on a future podcast. Yep. Uh, yep, so like the, the, big, the big thing like with gameness, what I, so what I'm hearing you tell us is if a tech leader wants to become future ready, 
they definitely should attend Gamus because it's yes. a conference for tech yes. leaders by tech leaders, the people yes. who are going to make the decisions in the room. So all you future ready listeners out there, make sure you attend Gamus. Yeah, because your <laughs> vendors are going to be there. Yep. Your peers are going to be there. The Georgia Department of Education and the tech, the entire technology team is going to be there. There will be value there. And and Adam, um, we just recently made the decision to go ahead and be in person. Last year, we canceled the conference entirely. We did get a little pressure about offering virtual options. I know a lot of conferences are doing some really high quality virtual options and we are a technology conference and and, and listen, we, we thought about it, but we're, we really have a lot more value when we're together and we're able to network. We oh. have round table discussions. We have, we, but I want to assure everyone that we will follow CDC guidelines or whatever measures are needed at the time. By the time we get to July, we're definitely hoping to be out of the weeds, so to speak. (laughs) But whatever it takes, if we need to wear masks, socially distance, we're going to have the, the safest conference that we have. And yes, I think we will be the first conference yeah, because, you know, Corona's not in Georgia anymore. Or in Texas. Like, I was going to say like you can host Texas. it here. Texas, we don't have it. I mean, Adam and I are actually keynoting <laughs> a conference in June, but it's a smaller, it's, a, it's not as big as Gamus, but we're hosting one in June. But yeah, it's, it, you know, and as someone who is a former keynote speaker at Gamus, I'm a little partial. So I will say, yes, it is definitely, it was a unique event in terms of getting those great minds together. So let me ask you about that. So having all these minds together, what are you hearing, Emily, amongst other leaders around your area, around Texas, in terms of like, what is going to be the next thing? Like, what do we need to worry about the most going into 2122? I mean, obviously safety and, and the sanity, uh, uh, sanity, <laughs> sanitization. Yes. Yeah, sanity, sanitization that's something we need to worry sanity. about. I, I um, almost lost mine today. Yes, uh, that's true. We need our sanity. What are you hearing amongst sick leaders in the state of Georgia? Like, or is like the big thing that they're worried about going into next year? Spend a lot of time worrying about security. Mm-hmm. Um, as you guys have seen, K-12 districts are just being targeted and left and right um, ransomware is just attacking them. So I spend a lot of time talking or thinking about that. Um, I'm sure other leaders are as well. You know, being prepared for what's next, Carl, that, that, that's really what we're all thinking about. Um, this past year, we were able to make five years of progress. Yeah, yeah. Accelerated, (laughs) that was an accelerated timeline. Five years of progress in a year. I mean, all of these things that happened, um, we had it on the roadmap, but we just didn't think we were gonna get that. We we wanted it five years ago. So the five (laughs) years of progress really got us where we should have been. (laughs) Well, we waited till the last year and then it all came at once, right? Yeah. Right. Right, but now that um, now that people really understand and have had to embrace technology, there is no turning back. So preparing for what's next is inclusive of sustaining what is today. Sustaining what is today is an increased expenditure in technology. Mm. Uh, we had to spend more money. We had to spin it up 
fairly quickly um, to be ready. Now, uh, we leveraged the platforms we had. So I didn't go out and buy a turnkey, get with a, with a vendor and buy a turnkey solution like some districts did. And, and unfortunately, the, you know, there was failure there. Yeah. There is no easy button, people. Nope. So we leveraged what we had. So I, I, we kept our costs relatively low, but we did spend more money. And we, we our board was is fabulous to support the things that we were doing last year. But we're going to them, Carl, saying in the next five years, we're going to have to increase technology expenditure. And we need support for that. So that's those are the things I'm thinking about, security and, luckily, and funding. And luckily we do have, and we've talked about this on other shows too, that we do have some funds coming. I mean, short term, I would say, but you know, the ESSER funds, the stuff coming from the yes. feds. Um, so hopefully some of that will get us either accelerated to that future that we've already said we need to be to be at anyway, or start making yeah. those those incremental changes you were talking about, Emily, about getting us on that road where we needed to be on anyway. Um, so yeah. that's, that's exciting, um, I think, for our future. Yeah. Because you guys are doing some really amazing things out there. Just like you talked about, you borrowed from other folks. I borrowed from you as well. Ooh. So, you know, I was sharing. People heard me talk about the little umbrella um, graphic that you shared before. Yeah. Um, I, I've referenced it multiple times. So, yeah. you know, thank you for allowing me to borrow from you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm. thank you for remembering my umbrella. My umbrella is my little signature thing. Um, and it's a really good message that's worth noting here uh, we we have an application menu so we only allow certain applications to be used in the district now it hadn't always been like that yeah. in the past you know the schools could just use anything and everything well because of security issues yes. and 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 because our parents they were basically augmenting instruction they were frustrated with all this different stuff that we had going on. So we standardized and we, you know, we placed all these applications under an umbrella. And we said to our schools, we said to our staff, use the applications under our umbrella. The umbrella will protect you from the rain and from the sun and anything else that comes along. You get under the umbrella because what's under the umbrella is safe supported and effective so it's a it's a it's another um continuation of my security theme adam <laughs> so that that interesting enough takes us to the last question i want to ask you and we try to ask all of our uh guests this the same question as you have gone through everything that we've all kind of experienced this year and we're gearing up for our next school year which is weird we're wrapping up and already getting ready for the next school year what is a piece of advice that you can give our listeners out there to keep them undisrupted as they move into their next school year well i think taking our opportunities to listen to podcasts like undisrupted ah. I like Dave. Shameless plug. yeah yes yes <laughs> Yeah. I also think reading articles, you know, just staying abreast of what's going on in the state and the nation um, keeps you level set. It's always nice to know that you're not the only one. Yes. 
right? Yes. And as I bring information to my board about, you know, I need, we're going to spend more money. I don't just say because Emily said so. I, I say because here are the here's the data. Mm -hmm. Here's the statistics. So we all need to stay, stay well read. We need to stay well connected and we all need to go to Gamus. <laughs> I like so, it. You know, Gamus, G-A-M-E-I-S dot org. <laughs> Check out the link in the description. Check out the link in the description <laughs> notes for sure. Well, I want to thank Dr. Emily Bell. She's the Chief Information Officer of Fulton County Schools. And also, if you didn't know, the president of Gamus, which takes place July 7th through the 9th, unless you want to get there early for the golf tournament. Thank you, mm -hmm. Emily, for joining us today. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. And we all want to thank all of our listeners out there, of course. Please give us some support. You know, give us some ratings. Give us some reviews whenever you can. You never know. It may show up on a future show. This has been the Undisrupted Podcast brought to you by Future Ready Schools. He's Adam, and you can follow him at AskAdam3. And he's Carl, and you can follow him at Mr. Hooker. And remember, we are better together. And we are better. <laughs> Undisrupted. <laughs> This podcast is made possible by the generous support of Amazon Web Services.